I make everyone take their shoes off at my house. I'm not lying. People come to my house. I'm not, dude, I have artists over and I make them take off their shoes. <laughs> Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. Is this the real Goki? <laughs> I was going to say, what's in a name? This must be the other Goki. Who's the real one? Who is know. the real one? Well, if you go by yeah. age, I think I got you there. Yeah, you're right. absolutely. Well, but you know what? Like, my name is a derivative of a French name, Gautier. Gautier? I never knew that. Yeah, my- so they changed it. Um, I believe the Indians changed it because my grandfather would always get hit up. Indians would call him because I guess there's this book, uh, this historical book in Wisconsin, and Goki was a very prominent Indian name. So, it, huh. I mean <laughs> – to me, it makes sense if they, you know, if they couldn't pronounce Gautier, the go, yeah. Goki made a lot of sense, you know, because yeah. a lot of a lot of times it was because of pronunciation. People would just change the name. When was your name most uh, mispronounced? Did you have that growing up or did the spelling you spell yeah, yours G-O-K-E-Y and mine is yeah. G-O-C-K-E because mine is forever being massacred. What do people call you though? Like they used to call me Gorky every time Gok, they read it. Gocky, Gok, Gok. They uh, want to say that. They want to say G O C K, like the E silent. Gok. Um, the worst for me was ever when Little League Baseball, when I was in the seventh grade, we're lined up there on the pitcher's mound and they're opening day calling out all the kids by name and everything. And it was my turn and they went, Ted Grotch. And I just uh, stood there. And, uh, and my coach was like, go, go, go. I'm like, that's not my name. <laughs> Hilarious. Has yours, yeah, has yours been the most common to me? Gorky. And I was like, where do you see an R? Your boys both have Daniel in their names yeah. somehow. All three. All th- yeah, all three, all three. I was going to say, yeah. you, you couldn't fit it into uh, into Victoria's name somehow? Yeah, Victoria, Daniel. No, my father called my brother Charles Goki Jr. Okay. And so, like, I always was like, wow, I wish I could have my dad's name. So it didn't, I mean, I wasn't offended or hurt or it didn't cause any wounds, but I was always like, you know what? I never want my kids to question, you know, so I put my name in every single one of them. So Daniel and then Gabriel, Daniel, and then Emmanuel, Daniel. Yeah. Is there a junior? Do you, do you call no, him? There's no, there's junior? no juniors. We, and, yeah, no juniors. We changed the middle name. So it's actually Daniel Emmanuel Goki, yeah. Gabriel Daniel Goki, and Emmanuel Daniel. That's Goki. cool. That's cool. <laughs> Basically, my son, my first and my third son kind of flipped names. Oh, that's awesome! That's all. I was a junior, and so I I, t- I always said I'm never going to name my, one of my child the third because I grew up with the phone would ring and mom would answer the phone and say, and I could hear it, little Ted or Big Ted. Oh, I couldn't stand that. It was so old, you know, Dude, big time. My wife does that now, Daddy, and me and my son. Who? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which one? Last year, crazy year for everybody. We're moving on. What did God teach you, Danny Goki, and your family most last year? To welcome the interruptions and not be, you know, welcome the interruptions and I guess learn and ask, you know, what could they mean? So on a personal level, you know, I'm not. And so I think for me, like I started realizing how my family needed me. I was, I traveled so much and how actually that it was good for them, for me to be home and to really look at my following years as, all right, this is crucial. Like I didn't realize how much my family needed me. And, you know, sometimes it's the things that are not being said that you have to pay attention to with your kids. And so now it gives me a, a peek into the, cause I used to go, man, I was gone a lot. And yeah. so now I'm just going to taper it back and really be really intentional about my touring and my family life so that I'm not all the way on one and neglecting the other. Would you say if you had to hang your hat on one particular song last year that God used to really speak to you, 
What would it be? It could be one of yours, could be somebody else's. Was there a particular song that really reached out to you? You know, okay, so I can't think of, I, right now on the top of my head, I can think of one song that really made a difference. It's my song. Uh, I wish I could mention another one, but I was so neck deep and listening to kids songs, you know, <laughs> I love my kids a lot. But um, um, Love God, Love People, because right around the pandemic, um, there started happening a lot of riots and yeah. it really just like, oof, man, this is a message right now we need. And now that people not being able to go out and, and not being able to go out and make things happen because we're all home. I guess the importance of loving God and loving people right where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was really a message for home and then for our neighbors, you know, because there was so much, there was so much animosity in our world. What about for your wife? Would she answer that question differently? Do you think there's a certain song that you caught her singing or or reciting a lot or uh, uh, thinking about? <laughs> Actually, I don't. With her, I don't know. I got a veggie tales, veggie tales. <laughs> I think we were both singing that around the house. Broccoli, celery. Anyways, man, I, we were just neck deep in kids. Songs. What wasn't wash your hands? That wasn't the one that. Uh... Oh, wop, wop, wash your. Yeah, that one we were singing. My kids, man, I forgot about that last year. We did a, a, about a year ago now. My kids were man singing that all over the house wanted to sing that song which is a good thing i made a kid song last year yeah yeah that's true would you have ever thought about doing a kid song had it not been for that no but now i'm you know it's definitely in the discussions because having kids you realize the need you know the need for it and the desire to do it yeah what is there a certain song that you what was the last song you heard your kids singing along to uh, there's a SpongeBob song that, uh, best day ever. There's this little thing called the best day ever that we were just, my son he had to keep putting it on repeat, repeat, okay. repeat, repeat, repeat. I mean, we must have listened to that song a dozen times. Uh, listen to best day ever. He loves three-year-old Gabriel loves SpongeBob. So good deal. Uh, yeah, that's the last song that we were listening to. New Day, and the new song that everybody's loving right now. Tell us about that song. New Day, I'm going to tell you a quick funny story because this is going to get weird. <laughs> so writing up-tempo positive pop music, you know that's not cheesy. and You know, there's it's very difficult because it can go pretty cheesy really quick. Yeah. So I remember when I wanted to write an up-tempo song. This is like back in 2017 or 2016. I had I had a dream of Joel Osteen. I'm a big Joel Osteen fan, and I'm friends with him and listening for years. And I go to his church and minister there often. But I remember reading, I remember being in a dream, and he's literally singing a song to me. <laughs> but that song was called New Beginnings, and I tried to write it, and guess what? It came out cheesy. Yeah. I remember waking up in the morning from that dream, and I was like, all right, New Beginnings is what I remember. But I thought it was hilarious that he's singing to me. Anyways. Uh, that's that gets weird. So I tried writing that song, New Beginnings, and man, it just got cheesy. It didn't work. So I went back to the drawing board in 2018. So probably about two years later, a year and a half later after I had that dream. And I was like, I got to restart because this is a difficult process. Came up with the idea, New Day, took three writing sessions to dial it in. And man, it it is just such a great, great, um, I, I love this song and I get so much positive feedback. It's it streams so well and it, it moves so well. Um, I have a music video coming out. Um, cool. That's um, coming out on, on Friday. And so I'm really excited about that. And it's going to be, um, 
It's just a cool, I, I think we needed that for this year. We need to remember that God's kingdom and God's economy looks a lot different than this world's economy. And we can get up and, and with faith and just say, you know what, I don't have to be bound by government. Uh, you know, of course we obey the laws and yeah. the rules, but I'm saying bound by the restrictions. God can prosper me like Isaac. He prospered Isaac in a famine and Isaac reaped a hundredfold. So that's the kind of mindset I'm really trying to instill in believers like, hey, release your faith be optimistic it's a new day new mercies you know everything's bursting with hope it's coming alive do you feel like 2021 is a fresh start it's new or i've heard some people say really we thought 2020 we we're going to get past it get over it and get excited about 2021 but all it really is is 2020 with a fake mustache you know <laughs> is a- i gotta agree with people who are partially with people who are saying that i don't think we're out the weeds yet And I think with the state of our country, and it's very fragile right now, but like I said, it's the kingdom of God that we're supposed to let work through us. So in spite of where we are, uh, um, you know, in spite of what the world is doing, we can have different results. Now, God's not a genie. I'm not telling people that God's, but God blesses his people. And you just line yourself up with God's will and your priorities and your desires, you line it up with him, you will see a lot of blessing. And and a lot of times people only see blessing in finances or in houses and material things, which I understand um, because it's a physical manifestation. But I think where God, he wants to do that. But I think mostly what God wants to do is in our hearts. You know, because blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They will see the blessing of good relationships. Good, good relationships make everything enjoyable around you. And so God wants to prosper us. And he says in Jude, you know, in physical, but also as our soul prospers. When our soul prospers, we can see prosperity in its reality, which is good relationships with God and good relationships with people. At what point growing up did you first feel God speaking to you the most? That's interesting. There's been several seasons where I felt some speak, but I guess if you want to go back to the beginning, uh, it was when I was a really young child, uh, just being raised in church, I would really feel his tug on my heart, you know, and that was a really special thing, you know, him drawing me in, but the, the, the relationship matures. And I think I really started hearing his voice for the first time about, I'd say about 20 years old, 19 years wow. old, when I really started digging in and understanding what his voice sounds like, you know. Uh, growing up and hearing physical audible voices can really distract you from understanding God's voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. God gave me a prayer this year and I found that I, I can't remember where it was purpose driven life or something like that, or one of those books I was reading, but it says, God, whether I get anything else done today, I want to make sure that I spend time loving you and loving other people because that's what life is all about. I don't want to waste this day. What song do you think I heard soon after that, that all of a sudden just kind of hit that home? Let me guess. Mm, love God, love people. You got it. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was pretty ironic. I didn't want to skip over that. Would you ever want to be an American Idol judge? Oh, yeah, I would do it for sure. Would you really? I, I think I would do it. I would, because I like, even now, I have this thing that I, uh, you know, like I connect talent with my record label. There's people that I see and I just start talking to my record label. Hey, is this person interest you? I think they have a lot of potential. So there's like this natural thing. Um, I haven't really fully fleshed it out. What does that look like? But I really like talent and seeking talent and seeing talent. I guess not, not seeking talent, seeing talent, experiencing people's gifts and wanting to plug them in. Where would you most like to take your family on vacation as soon as possible? Most? Oh, man. Oh, if we had to go on vacation, I would love to go to Cuba. 
Cuba or Peru right now, or because I want to go to Spanish speaking country and get immersed. And I love experiencing different cultures. And so that's, but that's where my wife is from. She's half Cuban, half Peruvian. So I want to get to both of those countries. It, are your kids learning? Are your kids learning? Yeah, they're learning Spanish and they speak a little bit of Spanish. You know, my in-laws, they live with us. They only speak Spanish. So my kids dialogue with them in Spanish. Before you met her, were you speaking Spanish? Yeah, my first wife was Puerto Rican. So I started oh, okay. learning from her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it started. I mean, it's a, it's been a lifelong process, but immersion is the best way to go to fully yeah. grasp. All right. So complete this sentence. If I have to do blank at home one more time, I think I'm going to scream. Oh, man, where do I start? <laughs> I have to come home after my – so my in-laws watch our kids. My, when my wife's not working, I'm not working. And the kids just, like, turn the house into a disaster. So if I have to come home again and clean – like, I, I remember I pleaded with my father-in-law yesterday. Today I said, you know, as I was leaving it with the kids, I said, can you please not let the kids destroy the house? We just – we brought, you know – a cleaner in yesterday because my wife's been working really hard at her job and i'm like and it just hasn't been beneficial for either we both haven't been home to clean i said we just paid to clean the house yesterday would you please not let them make the house a disaster <laughs> so d- disaster is a different could be a different definition for some people my wife is a cleanaholic so she's doing the hardwood floors and vacuuming every single day how bad does it have to get for you to define this is a disaster um it, it doesn't have to get too bad. I I, I declare a national I declare a, a national emergency at my home every day. <laughs> simple things. Um, the floors are a big thing um, to me. When the floors are nasty, I make everyone take their shoes off at my house. Okay. Because the okay. floors were just because I do the carpets. I, I I steam clean my own carpets. I got a unit that I use and I mop the floors. I'm the one who takes care of that department because I like meticulously clean and. Um, those go south pretty quick, but now it's not as bad that we make people take this. I'm, t- I'm not lying. People come to my house. I dude, I have artists over, and I make them take off their shoes. <laughs> who, who's the most, who's the most um, famous person, the person that most people would be shocked the most that you made take off their shoes before they came in your house? Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> Was she okay with that? Was she cool with that, or did she balk at it? Yeah, I mean, the person who gives me the hardest time over it is uh, uh, the lead singer of Unspoken. Oh, he's yeah. Done that. He's always trying to tease me. He'll just walk in and he'll be like, what? What? <laughs> and he always says, this, these are brand new shoes. I just put them on brand new. <laughs> I go, Chad, get out of here. You need to get you some of those little booties. And that way, when he comes over, yeah. just hand them to him. It's so funny because, dude, I'll be having pastors over my house and we'll do worship nights at my house. And I'm like... Hey guys, if you don't mind, take off your shoes. I think people think I'm insane. I could care less. If you ain't cleaning my carpets and you ain't cleaning my floors, you could take off them shoes. You could, you could <laughs> just say you're following Moses. You're following Moses. You're being holy, holy ground. You well, know? Dude, and that's funny because I put this note on my door. It says, hello, welcome to our home. Please take off your shoes upon entering because this is holy ground. And then I <laughs> my Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.